in a place known to be the land of saints and scholars, home to Saints Patrick, Bridget, and Columba. There are those that have lived lives of heroic virtue, yet are forgotten by time. These are the stories of Ireland's forgotten treasures, told by Father Gabriel Burke. Hi everybody and welcome back to Hidden Treasures. Looking at those causes for canonization of Irish people who are trapped in the system. And we're hoping through these little talks that people will begin to pray to them again and hopefully get them beatified first and then canonized. Today we're looking at a woman called Frances Teresa Ball. And she's the foundress of the Irish branch of the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary. But that institute in Ireland and in the Irish diaspora is known as the Loretta Sisters. And the Loretta Sisters were really founded to educate the upper classes Catholic girls. As we've seen over the last few talks, there were plenty of religious orders for the poor in the country. But what was happening was that you had a growing middle class population and they had nowhere to go to school. And they were going to boarding schools in England or elsewhere. So what happened was that Teresa saw this need and she decided that she would set up what we call the Loretta Sisters. Now, she was born in Dublin in the 9th of January, 1794. And her mother and father were John and Mabel. Ball. She was the youngest of six children. Her father was a wealthy silk weaver. But remember, at the time of her birth, Catholicism was still suppressed. And we still had the penal laws that prevented us from living ordinary everyday lives and from accumulating um, property and also from being, as I said before, lawyers, accountants, things like that. Her brother, Nicholas, became one of the first Roman Catholic judges in Ireland. Some of the laws had begun to be um, changed. And remember, in 1828, Catholic emancipation came to Ireland, where everything was open to us. We were no longer second-class citizens, and the Anglican Church was no longer the church in Ireland. So. Frances herself went to the Bar Convent. Now, remember, we've heard about the Bar Convent before. That's where Mary Aikenhead went to do her novitiate. And the Bar Convent was in York, still is in York. And it was, as I said before, founded on the same rules as the Jesuits. But their founder got into a lot of trouble over that because at the, after Trent, women were supposed to go into cloistered convents where there was a complete separation from the world. But the sisters in Bar wanted to be out in the world and also to be sisters and to teach. So this is where Teresa went to. And she was influenced, as I say, by Mary Ward and her sisters. Then in 1807, her own sister, Cecilia, was professed into the Ursuline convents in Cork, 
they were the Ursulines that were founded by Nano Nagel before she founded her own order of nuns, the Presentation Sisters. When Frances travelled from Dublin to Cork, there she met Mary Aikenhead, the founder of the Irish Sisters of Charity. Cecilia took the name of Sister Frances Regis, and then after the death of her father in 1808, Frances returned to Dublin. She was supposed to make a good wife, she came from a good family, and she would meet some rich Dublin Catholic merchant family, because that's where the Catholics were getting rich, through the mercantile section. But she had known Dr. Daniel Murray, again, that famous name that we've come across so many times. And he asked her to return to York because she'd been there, she failed. She returned to York to study her novitiate. And then she took the name of Mary Teresa. She returned to Dublin with two novices in 1821 to establish the Irish branch of the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And remember, she'd been friends with Mary Aikenhead, so they had stayed with the Irish Sisters of Charity in Dublin. And then they purchased Ratfarnham House. So now you had in Ratfarnham, one day you would also have in Ratfarnham Castle, the Jesuits, and in Ratfarnham House, you'll have the sisters. And here she renamed Ratfarnham House and called it Loretto Abbey. And that became the mother house of her order, hence the name the Loretto Sisters. Now in Loretto or in the Abbey, you had a boarding school for upper class girls. But the same sisters didn't forget the poor. And they had two primary schools, one fee paying and one free, so that the poor of Rathfarnham Parish and surrounding areas went to school. And that was financed by the fees that were given to the sisters for the other primary school. And those primary schools are still in existence today. Loretto Abbey is closed and was sold but across the road is still a Loretto Secondary School called Beaufort in what was called Beaufort House. So the sisters are still there and there are still a number of Loretto schools in Ireland. In my own diocese here, we have at least one in um, Fermoy. Mother Frances, as she was known now, was a woman of great piety and she was great with administration. She was devoted to establishing schools and to the development of the Loretta sisters. And she had sent Loretta sisters to other parts of the world. So I think one of the first houses opened was in Gibraltar in the Iberian Peninsula. The Loretta sisters are very famous in India. And you might remember one other famous Loretta sister. St. Teresa of Calcutta, when she started out her religious life, started out as a Loretta sister. She did her novitiate in Raffarnum, in Loretta Abbey, and then she was sent out to India 
and she was teaching in India. And when she was in India, she noticed all the poor. And God, she felt, was calling her to devote her life to these poor people. So she got permission to leave the Loretta sisters and set up her missionaries of charity. The first offshoot of the Loretta sisters was in Navin in County Meath. And then they erected in the Loretta Abbey, the first chapel in Ireland dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So these Loretta schools were all around Ireland and in the Irish diaspora and in, I suppose, what you would call the British Empire. And following a long illness in 1861, the death occurred of Mother Mary Teresa Ball in Raffarnham Abbey. But the sisters, as I say, continued to grow throughout the world. And nowadays, um, they're very big in India itself. So like the others who were founders of religious orders, here again, we have a woman who comes from a good background, a wealthy background, but she sees the needs in her country and she answers those needs. She trained her in Bar in York, and then she came back to Ireland and set up her, her boarding schools and her primary schools, always with the primary schools, one fee paying and one for the poor. And it was the fee paying ones that would help to pay for the education of the poor. So when you're thinking of education, especially for the well-to-do classes, always remember they too need Catholic education. The church is Catholic, it's universal. And although we have a preferential option for the poor, that doesn't mean that we forget the other classes. All classes and society of peoples need the church and need Christ. And when we come and help those who are wealthier, then we can help them to give from their largesse to the poor. And that's exactly what Teresa Ball did. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The preceding program was a Spirit of Truth Radio Arts original production in partnership with Salt and Light Catholic Radio. To find out more about Spirit of Truth Radio Arts, go to their website at www.castingthe.net.